You're listening to Below the Radar, a knowledge mobilization project recorded out of 312 Maine. This podcast is produced by SFU's Van City Office of Community Engagement. Below the Radar brings forward ideas to encourage meaningful exchanges across communities. Each episode, we interview guests on topics ranging from environmental and social justice, arts, culture, community building, and urban issues. This podcast is recorded on the unceded territories of the Musqueam, Squamish, and Tsleil-Waututh peoples. My name is Jamie Lee Gonzalez, and you are listening to Below the Radar. This week, we're talking to Jessica Hannon and Peter Thompson from Megaphone Magazine. Jessica Hannon is the executive director, and Peter is one of the vendors for Megaphone. Megaphone Magazine has been creating meaningful work for people experiencing homelessness and poverty for over a decade, not only providing employment, but also changing the story on homelessness and poverty. You are listening to Below the Radar, a new podcast out of 312 Maine. I'm here with Jessica Hannon and Peter Thompson from Megaphone Magazine, and I'll let you each introduce yourself. Sure. So uh, my name is Jessica Hannon, and I'm the executive director of Megaphone Magazine. I've been with the organization for about seven years and been in uh, every role, I think, that we have at the organization. Hi, my name is Peter Thompson. I've been with the Megaphone and Hope and Shadows for going on 12 years now, selling both calendars and the Megaphone street paper. Well, why don't you tell for our listeners who maybe don't know uh, the work that Megaphone does, why don't you give us a little background on what you do and, and how you do it? Megaphone is an organization that exists to create meaningful work opportunities for people who are homeless or experiencing poverty. And we do that through a few uh, methods, and the, the primary one is through the vendor program. So Peter is one of our incredible vendors. We have about 150 folks who work as vendors uh, throughout the year. And they vendors sell the monthly Megaphone magazine and annual Hope and Shadows calendar as a means to earn extra income, connect with community, build skills and community. And uh, that's that's the main uh, thrust of what we do. And, and the magazine and calendar both exist to create opportunities for people both to, to earn income through work, but also to, um, to challenge some of the narratives that exist around poverty and homelessness and create connections between communities or folks who might have very different lived experiences and class backgrounds. Mm -hmm. Um, And so through those projects, we create opportunities for people to share their own stories. And whether that's through the calendar, which is um, through photographs, or through the magazine, which is stories and writing that people can do to share their own stories. Yeah. Um, and I, I um, was at the megaphone breakfast. Yeah, so I heard, I heard you speak a little bit, Peter. But um, I was wondering if you could talk about some of the barriers that maybe people um, face to getting job opportunities, and how this opportunity has impacted you and uh, other people you know in the community. The barriers a lot of people face is in finding work depends on what their abilities are or some of the barriers they have, like with with me, I broke my leg in five places and I got uh, five pins in my ankle, one in my shin, bolts in my knee, and Mm -hmm. another pin in my femur. So that, I used to be a carpenter for 25 years and I can't do that anymore. 
So through megaphone papers, I've been very fortunate that I could do this kind of work and interact with people. And it gave me that opportunity as a person to have have a job and earn extra income besides uh, a disability check, which doesn't help much with the high rents we got mm-hmm. now. So other people might have different barriers, like another means why they can't work through uh, many, many other obstacles that they face on an everyday basis, too, that keeps them from working. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's, um, yeah, Peter's story is, is one, or a version of Peter's story is one we hear from a lot of people, where there are people with a, a lot of skills and and. Uh, a lot to give, but something maybe has happened in their life or they've got some barrier that prevents them from working kind of a more, what we think of as a more traditional job, mm-hmm. um, whether that's physical labor, or those requirements that uh, if you have physical limitations, you might not be able to do anymore. Um, or sometimes it's if people don't have, even not having secure, stable housing, um, that can really affect someone's ability to work. You know, if you mm-hmm. if you don't have somewhere uh, that is stable and secure that you can stay at night and get a good night's sleep, it can be really, really hard to show up for work at, a, you know, 7 a.m. at a specific time. Yeah. And um, so being able to, with Megaphone, um, offering the opportunity for folks to work um, when and as much as they need to and are able to, that flexibility, I think, is something that uh, that works for a lot of people because, they're able to work uh, when they are well enough and when uh, they're in a spot to do so. And, and when they're not, you know, we're not we're not going to fire someone if, if they don't show up to work. It's really up to people uh, as individuals when uh, and where in the city they work. So there's a lot of flexibility and a mm. lot of autonomy to it. Um, do you want to talk about uh, the Speakers Bureau and how that builds on what Megaphone's already doing? Mm-hmm. So the Speakers Bureau is a new project uh, that we are building right now and we're planning to launch in January of 2019. Um, and that's with the support of Central City Foundation and the City of Vancouver. Um, and it is a project that's focused on destigmatizing um, addiction and drug use. And that is a little bit of a departure from some of the work that we've talked about before that we've that's been our main focus of our work, but um, feels very connected to it in in a lot of ways. Um, we being in this community in the downtown east side and and also just working with folks who might have experiences of addiction or lived experience of the overdose crisis, um, we've seen firsthand in the megaphone community the impact that that's had on people. Um, and it really motivated us to want to, or to to look at what Megaphone could do and kind of where our place was in um, trying to combat the overdose crisis. Mm-hmm. And one thing that we have um, heard a lot from people with lived experience of addiction and the overdose crisis is uh, the impact of stigma and the impact of um, what that does, uh, what those societal attitudes toward uh, addiction due to people who are experiencing addiction and how it drives them into using alone or uh, not accessing the health services and the social mm-hmm. services that they might need and might be able to support them. 
Um, and so the, the Speakers Bureau is, what we're doing is we're working with a group of people with lived experience of addiction and the overdose crisis uh, to help them share their stories through public events and private workshops that um, organizations uh, and services that work with folks who use drugs uh, can sign up to take a workshop uh, that will be led by peers, by folks who have experience of addiction. And it'll be workshops uh, around seeing how stigma shows up in their work uh, with people and, and how they can challenge that stigma to try to serve and work with people better. So we're really excited about this project. I think it's got um, a lot of impact or a lot of potential for impact. Um, and we're really excited by the fact that it is centering the voices of people most affected by the crisis and uh, having uh, people who use drugs and people with addiction or experience of addiction really leading that um, and sharing their wisdom with with everyone. Mm -hmm. You have been really uh, vocal and uh, outspoken already about um, homelessness and the opioid crisis. Um, and can you talk maybe a little bit about some of the successes that you've had working um, through Megaphone? Some of the successes we've had. Uh, or like, like relative successes. Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I think that um, where... The, the things that I've been most proud of uh, through Megaphone, I think, have have really been, I'll, I'll back up, I think, the, the power that I see and the potential that I really see in Megaphone is the, are the connections that happen uh, and the community that's, that's built kind of person to person and, and mm -hmm. between vendors and customers and between building those those bridges and those connections across the boundaries of class and life experience. Mm. Um, I think sometimes it can, it can feel like a, a big, uh, a big gap between sort of that individual uh, impact on a vendor and the big social change that we're working towards. But I think that's really how you build community power and, um, solidarity is is by being able to to create those relationships between people and and then from that move people to action. So, mm -hmm. I think I see the the successes as really being those everyday you know kind of the day in day out um, people from very different life experiences being able to connect uh, across across the boundaries of of class and life experience. But I don't know. What do you think, Peter? What do you think our successes have been? I think I think it's really good because uh, all the interactions with the people outside from the downtown east side, you gain their trust and interactions every day. Like they they talk to you and they you give them that respect that they give you back. And so by by seeing them every day and talking about. Uh, everything that's happening and through through our stories like vendors write their stories too and through the calendars we do the pictures every year they they really do appreciate what we're doing mm -hmm. and i i believe that uh we we've come a long way yeah. with the people mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and i should say too um you know in terms of of tangibles i think that uh 
So last year was the 15th anniversary of the Hope and Shadows calendar project, and it was also, uh, we hit a milestone where uh, we realized that vendors in the history of the project had collectively earned more than a million dollars. And that's just through the calendar, not the magazine. Cool. Um, so it, it really has had some some very tangible impacts on, on folks, uh, on individuals, as well as the community. I think you know, the, the Hope and Shadows project and Megaphone, a big part of the impetus to start those projects was um, seeing the the narratives that existed in the media about not just the downtown east side, but about people experiencing poverty. Um, and I think that we've come a long way. There's still a long way to go, mm-hmm. but I think we've come a long way in being able to um, challenge the the stigma that exists in in how the stories about these communities are told and by whom they are told. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that, that both projects have really been able to influence those narratives a, a fair bit and, and challenge the stigma that goes along with yeah. them. Um, so we are right now sitting at 312 Main and having this conversation, and you guys also have moved into the building um, on the ground floor. What is your experience like so far? How do you feel about working here maybe peter if you want to talk about like you know the space how it feels for you i think the space is great because uh it's like a central location where everybody can come and from wherever they are in the city and and go back out to where they're selling and also we got to know a lot of folks in this building who are are really good people and I like the fact that we moved because we have our own uh, meeting area too where we hold our general meetings. Mm -hmm. Being able to be in 312 Main we've been able to just have kind of lots of run-ins and and the Mm -hmm. sorts of things where it's a lot of people that we or organizations that we know already, but there's so much more opportunity for like, oh, hey, like you're working on this. We should talk mm-hmm. about this and a lot of that collaboration. Um, and then I think the impact on our vendors, you know, as Peter said, it's really central. Um, it's where we're a block from Maine and Hastings, kind of the heart of uh, the downtown east side and um, being able to be on a bus route, being really accessible um, has been a big help to us. Um, and then as beyond that, I think um being able to host our monthly uh, all vendors mm. meetings and, and our vendor trainings in in a proper spot that feels really well set up. Um, we quite literally used to uh, host our new vendor trainings in a garage um, <laughs> in, the, in the previous place that we were uh, we were sharing space with Pivot Legal Society, and uh, we did our mes- best to make it a nice and warm garage. But at the end of the day, it was still a garage. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's really nice to to really dignify uh, the work that vendors are doing and and be in a space that that is conducive to conducive to people learning and uh, yeah. and yeah kind of building community so it's nice to not be in a garage anymore yeah. <laughs> so megaphone is over a decade old now mm-hmm. um so what's what's next uh yeah we're we're really excited we've got some uh some big plans for the next year uh one is is uh launching the speakers bureau mm-hmm. in in january of 2019 so that'll be big um, we also uh, recently have been working to expand our programs in Victoria. So we've got a, a mm-hmm. small crew of vendors over there, but looking to build up on that. 
Um, and generally, I think we're we're looking to grow Megaphone and uh, work with more vendors. We know that there are lots of people out there who are have a lot to give and a lot to offer, and uh, maybe just don't have the means to do so. So mm-hmm. we're we're looking to to expand to be able to work with more vendors and concurrently to be able to uh, connect with more customers. So we're always uh, looking to to grow. Um, yeah, to to welcome more folks into the megaphone community, help uh, more people earn income and uh, build skills and and be part of the community at Megaphone. So yeah, big plans for twenty nineteen. Mm-hmm. What's next for you, Peter? I think as we grow, you know, it would be good to try to grow outside the city too. Like we already went to Victoria, but Burnaby is another good place because there's a lot of lot of people that go to Burnaby area and if we're going to grow then there would be people that would be willing to to sell out there too like mm-hmm. metro town area there's many people that flock that area where once we get our paper known and our calendars known then it'll be be nice to have something else too besides downtown Vancouver mm-hmm. and Victoria. Oh, we also have North Van too, so. Yeah. Cool. I mean, we talked a little bit about your successes, but is there anything that you think could be done or how people can help or get involved or, um, you know, even like policy change you want to see? Things, things like that, things that might need the support of our listeners. Uh, Well, I think the the number one best way to support uh, Megaphone and to support our work is to buy the magazine. Mm -hmm. Uh, So to find a vendor like Peter, Peter sells at uh, 4th and Vine in Kitsilano in Vancouver. Um, But uh, listeners can go online either to our website, megaphonemagazine.com, and see a map of where vendors usually sell, or we have an app. Um, which allows people to pay vendors um, cashless payments, but it also shows where in the city vendors sell. So um, that's that's my shameless plug for buying the <laughs> magazine, um, yep. because really that uh, that both helps vendors and it helps us build that community of uh, the megaphone community who can then advocate for higher level policy solutions. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that it is heartening and I'm I'm curious to see what will happen next curious and hopeful to see what will happen next with the uh, provincial government to, and to some extent the federal government coming uh, back in the game on social mm-hmm. housing and, and building more housing so um, I think that uh, that's a big thing that we have uh, have been talking about and advocating for for a long time the I think the other piece and another piece of of uh, policy that we have been talking about a lot um, and that it's kind of the, something hanging over all the conversations about the overdose crisis and about the impact of stigma on the overdose crisis is uh, the reality that as long as there is criminalization around drug use there will be stigma so um, as long as we're operating under that uh that legal framework where people who use drugs are criminalized, there will be stigma. Um, and so to some extent, it feels like as much as we're doing this work on a community level to challenge stigma, there needs to be that uh, that policy piece at a higher yeah. level um, around decriminalization of, yeah, of drug use. Yeah. Anything you want to add, Peter? Well, I'd just like to say that uh, 
the government should be getting on to the social housing and the overdose crisis around here because there's too many people dying from overdoses. And the housing is just unbearable. It's unbelievable that people have to pay for rent now and everything like that. And also about the paper, like people could get word to mouth to other people to help uh, with the megaphone and the calendars. Like a lot of people out there, and if you get the word to mouth, then people will recognize it more. Yeah, just talk about it, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Okay, anything else you guys want to say or add? Or plug? <laughs> <laughs> I was on the bus this morning. Somebody recognized me because my picture in the October <laughs> issue. <laughs> That's <laughs> pretty said, cool. Hey, hey, like I, a... you know, I got to get to 2019 <laughs> calendar, Lisa. Yeah, like a little local celebrity. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Yeah, no, I think I just want to say thanks so much for having us. Yeah. And uh, SFU Woodwards has been a yeah really solid partner uh, with Megaphone for years, I think, and maybe a decade, like wow. really early on in, in Megaphone's work. Uh, I know Am and Sean Condon, the, the founder mm-hmm. of Megaphone, were getting to, putting their heads together and coming up with ideas. So, yeah, just really want to say thanks for all your work and all that you do in the community and it's uh it's great to be neighbors. Yeah, totally. Okay, cool. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you very much. That's our show for today. I just want to say thanks to Davis Steele, who produces the music for this podcast. Thanks to the producers, Melissa Roach, Maria Cecilia Saba, Am Joe Hall, and myself. Um, and thank you, of course, to Jessica and Peter for coming and talking with me. Be sure to check out Megaphone and the work that they're doing, and you can find them online at megaphonemagazine.com, or you can just get their app and, and stay connected that way. And if you haven't already, please subscribe to our podcast, Below the Radar. Thanks for tuning in. <laughs>